Hello and welcome into another episode of the Main Street Preps podcast. I'm your host, Russell Venozzi, and I'm glad you've tuned in today. Our guest is Blackman football coach Chandler Tigard. He was just hired last week to turn around a Blaze program that went 4-7 and seven last season. We talked about his up-tempo offense, his coaching background, and what he thinks it will take to turn Blackman into a winner again. Here we go. Coach, congratulations on the new job, and thanks for coming on today. Thank you, my man. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. If my math is correct, this is your eighth coaching stop in the last 10 years. Are you and your family uh, getting tired of moving yet? Yeah, my wife's going to divorce me if I say I want to move again. So <laughs> <laughs> she's, not, she's not too thrilled with that. Uh, I, actually, we're happy to be home. Uh, we were very happy where we were at. But uh, when Blackman calls you out of the blue and asks if you're interested in the coaching job, you obviously answer that call. And, you know, her dad lives here in Murfreesboro, and my parents live in Nashville. Her mom lives uh, back where we're coming from. So we kind of found the perfect place to be right in between everybody. And, you know, we're so excited to get up here. And so you spent the last two seasons as the, as the head coach at North Jackson High School in Alabama. So Blackman reached out to you versus you showing interest in, in their job? Well, honestly, they just got to me before I could get to them. Um, so, yeah, they called me out of the blue, you know. But I'm, I'm well connected to Middle, Middle Tennessee, and, you know, Blackman was looking for a certain style. And obviously, you know, we are very different. You know, we couldn't do things obviously more different than uh, than I'd say ninety five percent of high schools in the country. So uh, I told him on the interview, and I've told everybody I talked to, you either really really like this stuff or you really hate it. And there's kind of no middle ground. But so far, the reception's been great everywhere we've gone uh, doing this kind of style. And I'll ask you about the style there in just a second. But I want to hit on your your Middle Tennessee ties. So you mentioned you have family in the area. You played at Montgomery Bell Academy and spent the uh, the 2017 season as the offensive coordinator at Ravenwood. Was it always kind of your goal to, to come back home to this area and to be a head coach? I've always wanted to be a head coach uh, ever since I got into coaching, you know, when I first started at the University of Tennessee back in, uh, that was well, 2005. So this was kind of always the plan, you know. Um, you know, I want to be a head coach at a big school. There's certain schools that really attract me. Going to Ravenwood kind of changed a lot of my opinions on, on high school football just because it was so much fun. You're talking, you know, a ton of students and, and school spirit and the whole half the stadiums filled up with, stu- with the student section and uh, all the sports, you know, support each other. It was just a totally different family atmosphere that we had there and me and Coach Daniels and the guys kind of created and, you know, every since leaving Ravenwood I've kind of longed for that and you know when Blackman calls and has 2100 students and a lot of the similar aspects that I look for in a high school you know I had to jump on it just because this place is a sleeping giant and, and we're just trying to come up here to wake it up and so you've alluded to it already but you're known for running this up-tempo type kind of offense unconventional style of play and, and some special teams and defense and stuff like that I guess can you just describe what Blackman football is going to look like under under your system yeah, it's hard to do it in a quick, you know, minute-long deal, but, um, you know, we developed a, a really neat offense, uh, me and Matt Daniels and uh, Abner Smith, who's over at Innsworth. Our first year at Ravenwood, uh, we decided we wanted to be different than everyone else. So we, we kind of created, uh, we called it the Raptor Fast offense. So we started that, and... Um, you know, we just went really, really fast, kind of Oregon style. So if you remember when Oregon used to be lightning fast, but now they've changed the uh, the actual play clock. So 
uh, Tennessee high school's gone to the college 42nd clock. And so, you know, we can snap the ball as fast as that uh, umpire puts the ball down. As soon as he puts it down, we're snapping the ball. So we're at Ravenwood. We had to wait on the, uh, the referee to actually wind the clock before we were allowed to snap it. He had to blow the whistle every snap. So since they changed that rule, they changed it in Alabama too. We've been able to rattle off some plays. Uh, I know one game against Westminster Christian last year, I believe we ran 94 plays and over 720 yards of offense. And, you know, it's really fun. The kids like it too. I mean, you're basically doubling the plays that you're going to get per game. And that equates to about, you know, 600 to uh, or 400 to 600 more snaps of offense on the season, which so everybody gets their stats and everybody gets better numbers and it kind of helps kids get recruited. We share the ball more because uh, we play more snaps. So it's just kind of a big fun atmosphere, you know, when you're, when you're running plays that fast and spreading the ball around to everybody. And then after you score with this up-tempo offense, I understand you're a pretty big fan of the onside kick. Why is that? Are you just playing the percentages? Correct. Yep. So I'm real big into analytics. After uh, after my first year at Ravenwood, I went out and met with Kevin Kelly, you know, the head coach at Pulaski Academy, who's, who's kind of been the most famous person for this, and kind of got some of the reasoning behind what they do. Uh, and then since then, I've partnered up uh, with a company called Edge Varsity. So I'm kind of one of their uh, clinic speakers. It's a program that is uh, designed for high school football to bring analytics into high school. It's actually the same program that the Kansas City Chiefs use as some of these NFL teams have gone to. I know the Cleveland Browns for another team into a different company, but similar into analytics. Uh, I've got a close friend in Nashville uh, that runs Sports Source Analytics, and that's who Ole Miss has gone with. So I've kind of been into this for years, and you know, I get down to North Jackson and we didn't have uh, a kicker that's kicking it in the end zone every time, so we start running numbers uh, after the first season down there, and we realize statistically we're better off to onside kick every time. So we did that last year. We got 30% of them back. Uh, that was a state record. We, were, we got you know, 11 onside kicks back, four in one game. Uh, we were plus 11 in turnover margin because of the onside kicks. So a lot of people, the fans will think it's a little weird at first, but there's definitely some thought and numbers that go into it because you got to take into account where your starting field position is depending on the talent level of your kicker. So when we get a better kicker, it kind of it sways the numbers a little bit. That's the stuff we'll have to take into account. What do you make about how analytics have kind of changed the game of football and how some some conventional wisdom has kind of been turned on its head by by these numbers honestly i think it's just now starting you know you've seen the analytical revolution in baseball with Moneyball. you've seen it in the nba uh the cleveland browns are kind of the first one to really dive all in you know uh if you go back and remember when they hired their current head coach a lot of the fans were pissed off <laughs> and they were not thrilled with this guy and the next thing you know they're making the playoffs for the first time in however what is it 20 years and they're using analytics all throughout their their different organization so uh i think it's really we're just going to hit the tip of the iceberg and eventually at some point you're going to see it all throughout football uh like you do baseball i know a lot of high school baseball teams are into it now north jackson our, our high school coach is really into it they don't play small ball anymore they're basically looking for walks and home runs and uh it's changed the game a lot in baseball and i think it's going to head that direction in football and is this system and philosophy something you think is, is going to take some time to implement or have players in the past been able to pick it up pretty quickly not really um Honestly, man, the high school kids, they want to be aggressive. Uh, you know, the way I present it to them, I, I can kind of compare it to Madden. So I asked them in my first parent, uh, player meeting, you know, when I first met the team, hey, guys, uh, all you guys play Madden, right? And they all raise their hand. And I say, okay, well, how many of you uh, go for it every fourth down? Of course, they all raise their hand, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and 
I know on Madden you can't really onside kick and get it back. But I said, I know you can't get it back, but y'all onside kick anyways, don't you? And they said, yes, sir. So, honestly, they're, they're all about it. You know, they want to be aggressive and they want to go out and try to win the game. Um, you know, our styles is so different. Just our culture is different. Our, the way we call plays is different. The way we think is different. You know, we're kind of an ego-free atmosphere. You know, there's not your big, scary head coach just dominating the hallways. You know, they're allowed to ask questions, and that's why we do everything. And, you know, I explain the reasoning for why we do everything in the program. And so they buy into it more. So getting buy-ins are not really that hard from the kids. Uh, the biggest thing is, you know, we got our fourth onside kick in a game last year, and the stands are, like, golf clapping because they're still pissed off that we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's more kind of trying to change the minds of the uh, some of the old school football guys that they don't realize high school you kick from the 40, not the 35. Your high school kicker, you know, your high school starting field position is actually the 37 yard line historically from the all the teams I've I've gathered. And if you don't get the onside kick, you're starting on the 47 yard line. So if I could say you, you're going to wager a, a first down for a 30 percent chance to get the ball back. Well, if you get the ball back, you know, and you win the turnover margin, you're winning 90% of your games. So once you start presenting these numbers in ways that people can understand, they get behind it and it becomes a thing. And, you know, by the end of the season last year at North Jackson, our onside kick team is all our starting defense guys that want to get out there because they were having so much fun with it. Blackman principal Lisa Justice said at your opening press conference that you put together a 60-page plan. I couldn't believe it was that many pages uh, of what you would do if you got the Blackman job. Uh, Do you have confidence in that plan, just knowing that it's, that well thought out and, and you have all it's these actually, kind of things it's actually a lot longer than that so okay <laughs> she, she was a little she, she short-sighted me there it's actually like a 100 page plan that I, that i bring in but there's there's a ton of stuff that i don't put in there just because you're you're getting into the really minute details but that's exactly what we do i mean i've got a plan from youth league all the way up um you know i'm well connected with the coaches at hoover and thompson and some of these big power programs obviously i played at nba for some good coaches and, and ricky bowers and jeff Rutledge and you know in college so we kind of run the program like a college but at the same time you know we're going to be pulling in the same direction from little league all the way up through middle school through the high school all the coaches are going to clinic together we'll have staff meetings together between the middle school and the varsity staff you know we're all going to be running the same things it's that's that's probably a lot different than what's gone on in the past i mean and we're also going to get along you know with the other sports and band and cheerleading and you know, it's that school spirit is a huge deal to us and, and getting the school spirit increased. And we've got an awesome, huge band here. And we've got a great student section. And, you know, I want to have that stadium full up and rocking. And, you know, everybody wants to come see kind of what we're doing differently. So I'm so excited, man. I've never had this many students, this many players. Uh, you know, there was 150 players on the team last year. And that's kind of without breaking a sweat. So once you start winning and scoring points, everybody wants to play football. And I, I'm hoping, you know, it's we're running out of uniforms or got to order extra or you know that's going to be the problems that we're going to be faced with next i hope yeah blackman historically or at least i guess recently has had a really good football team they've been to the playoffs 14 times over the last couple of decades produced mr football winners and octavius mathers and juan jennings but the blaze went four and seven last season their first losing season since 2007 what do you think needs to happen to turn that around 
honestly, there's a whole lot of work that, that needs to be done. Um, you know, I'm, I'm working on building the best coaching staff in the state, you know, probably a mix of current coaches with uh, coaches from the outside. College coaches have reached out to me already. Um, so, so that's the first thing is the people is the most critical aspect uh, is getting the right people that are ego-free and all understand the vision and going to pull the same direction. Uh, that even goes down to middle school and, and youth league and our administration and everybody just working together. Uh, the next part is, man, we've got a great process. It's kind of similar to what we did at Ravenwood that first year. And obviously, you know how they've taken off uh, kind of with a similar process under Coach Daniels. So uh, that all of this stuff has been done before. You know, the difference and the advantages we have here compared to Ravenwood is just we've got, you know, 70 middle school players and 300 little leaguers that are all going to be in the same organization. So we're so fired up to kind of get that top-down organization going. And that's how Maribel and Alcoa is set up. And, you know, if you really want to be the premier team in the state, you kind of need to set it up that way. And, you know, we're, we play in the most competitive region, you know, from an athlete standpoint probably in the state. And a lot of people look at it as, oh, you know, that's – I'm not sure I want to go you know compete with Oakland and Riverdale and these guys and that's exactly why I'm here I mean that's exactly what we want to do you know me and coach Creasy are friends we talked twice obviously since I've gotten the job and I'm so fired up to get to play against these guys and try to get in the mix and you know that's going to be a, a very rewarding challenge if, if we can ever cross that hump one day but it's it's not a quick fix by any means uh, there's a lot of work to be done and you know where I'm, I'm can't wait to officially get started up here and, and start rocking and rolling. The kids are going to be in quite the shock, so uh, <laughs> you know they're going to be surprised. But uh, once they get through the initial shock, I think kids rise to the level of expectations that you give them, and so we're going to give them some huge expectations, uh, not result oriented, but just you know our, our process is very difficult. And you know if you want to run 85 plays a game, you have to be in incredible shape, and that's very hard to get to that shape. You know, so that's definitely going to be a drastic change from what they've done in the past. I understand. And you mentioned Oakland. They've become the gold standard for, for high school football here in Middle Tennessee over the last several seasons. I believe they've won two of the last three uh, state titles there in Class 6. They could very well be heading for another one next year. So, so when you look at them, is that kind of the goal to eventually get black men to, to that level? Yeah, I mean, it's not really a result-oriented deal for me, but, you know, me and Coach Creasy are good friends. I've known him, honestly, for, I don't know, 10-plus 10, 10 years, um, ever since he was uh, starting at Trousdale. So we go back, and he does a great job. They've got great players, SEC players. They've got great coaches, honestly, one of the best coaching staffs in the state. Um, so the bar is definitely high, you know, if you're going to compete. But, honestly, I'd rather see that team in our region because, I mean, that's the best team in the state right now, and at least they're right down the road. They're not far away, and we'll – we'll try to keep a close eye on what they're doing over there the best we can. And, you know, I, you got to go through them either way, you know, so it really doesn't matter to me whether they're in your region or you're seeing them in the state championship game. The goal is to win a state title. So you might as well build your team to, you know, try to compete with the best team in Tennessee. I think you may have dated yourself a little bit when you, when you said which year you graduated from Tennessee, but anyways, you, uh, you spent time there on the Vols staff as, as a graduate assistant, as, as a student and everything, got to work under Philip Fulmer, Lane Kiffin, Derek Dooley. Those were the coaches there at the time. What were you able to learn about coaching while you were in Knoxville? Honestly, uh, and I've worked for, I can't, off the top of my head, probably eight head coaches. Um, so I've worked for so many good head coaches, not just the college guys, but I mean, Matt Daniels, Grant Reynolds, Charles Fan at, at Notre Dame. Um, so I've, I've been able to take something, uh, you know, what to do and what not to do, honestly, from every place I've been. 
Um, I had more fun working with Lane Kiffin in one year uh, probably than any other time coaching in college for sure. That guy is just – he understands how to connect with players and how to run this – run the program and make it fun and make it cool and interesting. And, you know, that even goes to the Twitter and social media stuff. He's so good at, you know, he just does a great job of making it not, you know, not be too serious. You know, let, let's be real. It's still high school football. I mean, it's a big deal. We need to win. But at the same time, like I want every kid to come through the program, just having a blast. And that's what we did in 09 with him. Um, and he actually t- started turning that program around. But, you know, even with what we did at Ravenwood and Coach Daniels and, and all them guys there, we had an absolute blast. That that's been, that year has been the most fun I've ever been a part of in my in my coaching career. Uh, we upset Brentwood that year. We were probably a 40-point underdog going into the game. So, you know, there's just been lots of uh, – I've been very lucky from moving around so much, and there's been a lot of good things I've picked up from different people. But at the same time, you know, you know we probably shouldn't do some of these things. And we kind of put it together, and I'm going to meet with my coaching staff once I get every everybody on board and we'll come up with our plan together what worked at Ravenwood's not necessarily what's best for Blackman and what worked at you know Tennessee's not necessarily best for Blackman so we're going to figure out what's best for Blackman and and put a product on the field that you know is hopefully going to turn this thing around sooner than, sooner rather than later but um you know we play a lot of good teams so ultimately it's a process and you know I keep saying that and it's not really a cliche to me um you know, there's there's just a lot of work to be done, my man, uh, just from interviewing coaches this past uh, weekend and facilities improvements. And uh, there's just a lot a lot of stuff we got to do. Yeah, it sounds like this last week has been a little bit of a blur for you. But, uh, hey, one last uh, Tennessee question on the way out. I know that job has kind of been a revolving door ever since Philip Fulmer was dismissed in 2008. But their new coach, Josh Heupel, runs an offense that is somewhat similar to yours in that it's up-tempo, likes to score a lot of points. Of course, he was very successful with that at UCF. Are you excited to see what that kind of offense can be like uh, for the Vols? Yeah, I'm really curious. Honestly, um, you know, I'm, I'm not really quite a Tennessee fan, I guess. I just kind of cheer for all the coaches I've worked for. But I do believe that that school, you know, Tennessee's putting out more Division One players than probably they've ever done in the history of the state. I know it was kind of on par with Alabama the, the last two years for SEC type players, but um, historically, I don't think that they should run the same offense as all the other schools uh, with less talented players that's currently there at the time. You know, so do something different. You know, that's kind of how we got to the offense we built. Is we just want to be different and it attracts different kids and it's hard to prepare for and. You know, uh, tempo can bring a lot of advantages for your offense, but you gotta you gotta weigh the disadvantages uh, sometimes for your defense. You know, you don't want to bend and break, you know, bend and don't break defense. That's kind of base defense paired with an aggressive offense. Like the whole program has to go together. Your special teams have to match. You know, so if you're going to be a hyper aggressive offense, then you need to be aggressive all across the board. Uh, aggressive in recruiting. Don't be afraid to go after kids. Uh, you know, and, and I'm excited to see that. I think they're going to think outside the box. Um, I like the athletic director hire. He seems to be kind of on top of it. And I know his hires have been outside the box hires in the past when he hired Lance Leopold and uh, from Wisconsin Whitewater Buffalo. And, you know, so don't just do what Alabama does or don't just do what Georgia does. Be yourself. Find what Tennessee can do. And that's kind of what we're doing here at Blackman. You know, we're not going to copy Oakland or Riverdale or, or NBA or Ravenwood. We're just going to find our own niche and see what works for us. And it might change year in, you know, and tweak it a little bit every different year. But um, you got to find your own way, man. And, and I think that as long as you hire good people then that are on board and ego-free, you can kind of get that direction. 
Coach Tigard, enjoyed talking to you, and it sounds like fans of Blackman and Tennessee football have plenty of reasons to be excited here next season. Well, I'm excited to be here, man. Go Blaze! All right, that's been Blackman football coach Chandler Tigard. We really appreciate him joining the Main Street Preps podcast today. And that will do it for today's episode. Thanks again for tuning in, and be sure to check out MainStreetPreps.com this week. We'll have coverage of high school basketball, including the return of Metro National Basketball, along with National Signing Day and the state wrestling duels this weekend. So a really busy week of high school sports. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at MainStreetPreps, and we will see you back here next week. Mm-hmm.